Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. We had five kids in seven years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it. We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously. Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope you can find something new to think about. Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real Life. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 36 of Parenting in Real Life. Today's Parenting in Real Life moment is hot off the press. (laughs) This happened today. So Alexis and I were cleaning up dishes, and the kids, as they so rarely do, were all downstairs playing, and as so common when they actually do that, somebody came up crying, and it was Chloe this time, and she was kind of whimpering, and she said, Nathan threw his train whistle at me, and it hit me in my head and my elbow, which we both thought sounded pretty impressive. (laughs) I could throw it and hit her twice in one shot, that's like a boomerang or something. Very impressive. Um, so we complimented Nathan, told Chloe to suck it up. <laughs> no, I did it. <laughs> no, we, we sympathized with her, and she got the emotional reassurance that she needed, so she turned back around to go downstairs, and as she's walking down the stairs, not really to us, but kind of to herself, she's like, I guess I can't be the super monkey anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, what is the super monkey? <laughs> Oh, we didn't ask questions because that's awesome. We were drying drying the dishes from dinner and we just both started busting up laughing. <laughs> like, what in the world? <laughs> this is why we need a quote board. Yeah, Alan said that. He's like, oh, we need a quote board. And I looked around our house and I'm like, oh, I don't know if we have room for that anywhere. <laughs> but I think it's a good idea. <laughs> yep. I was also thinking another parenting in real life moment is the reality of what it's like to nurse a baby and have other younger children around the house. Um, Alan just saw a friend of his doing an Insta story with a similar thing happen. Like when you're trying to nurse a baby, you're stuck. You can't really do anything. And your other younger children, they just run wild. They start breaking things. They start hurting each other. I've had kids like just leave the house because Alan or Alan <laughs> Nathan can unlock the door, front door now. So he'll unlock the door and they'll run outside. And I'm like, well, I hope they stay in the yard because I'm just sitting here nursing. <laughs> it's it's uh, kind of frustrating. <laughs> kind of excited when I'm not nursing anymore. <laughs> it's wild, though. It's dangerous. It is dangerous. Child locks just have never made more sense. We have one on our back door. It's up for the sliding door because Jack could open it. Now he can't, so that's been awesome. But Nathan can open the front door. Yeah, we need to find something for that one. Yep. So today, we are talking about summer schedules. We are on the brink of summer. Our girls have two weeks left of school, and then summer's upon us. And that makes me scared. <laughs> Which is sad, because summer should be pure bliss, but the oh, reality no. when you have little kids like this is it is terrifying. Because all of a sudden, I go from having three kids most of the day to five kids all day long by myself. Every single day. And summers are long. Like, when you're a kid, they go by really fast, but as an adult, I'm like, man, I have from, like, June 1st to September 1st, like, three solid months of all the kids home, and it it's hard, <laughs> especially by the end. You're just exhausted. You deserve a raise. Yeah. We have been talking about this for a couple months, because preparation is power, and we want to stay ahead of this and try and make this summer as good as possible, and so... 
we've both been thinking about it and Alexis has been researching about it and we've got some ideas and we'd love any tips. If you've figured out summer, then let us know. Because mm-hmm. we, I've tried some things in summer's past and some things have worked and some things haven't. And so we're going to share some of those with you and uh, maybe something will sound good to you, maybe not. But I have found that going in without a plan is not a good idea because is that last summer we did that no last summer i had a good plan and it was the summer before that when i was an intern yeah that was a burr that was hard because we were in a new place so i didn't know the area i'm like well let's just get to know the place and i didn't plan anything and it it was really hard it was a really hard summer and and we even had like people to do you know play dates with and park dates and whatever but the days we weren't doing things with people were really hard. And so last year I like scheduled every hour and we definitely didn't stick to that. Um, but at least I kind of had a plan for the day and there was definitely some hits and miss. So I'm tweaking it again. We're going to try again this summer and see what we can get. Yep. So we have a couple ideas. The first one are themed days. So I did this one last year and this was not good for our family. So these are like, Make something Monday and take a trip Tuesday and wet Wednesday and library Thursday and fun Friday. Like you have a little theme and you do that every single week. And having that strict of a theme for every day wasn't good because I didn't always feel like having a wet Wednesday. So that means I had to like find a, you know, go to the pool or find a splash pad or, you know, and we didn't have any grass at the time in our yard. And so like doing like water balloons or something wasn't really an option either because there's just mud everywhere. And so it was just kind of overwhelming for me. I think some people it works for them, but I don't know. Our, and there's such good alliterations that your four and five-year-olds will remember them. Yeah. So they'll be like, what is it, Wednesday? <gasps> That's wet Wednesday. And now you're accountable to these kids, even if it's raining. I guess raining would work. You just send them out. <laughs> send them outside in the rain. But <laughs> anyway, so you really have to pony up and be ready to do this every single day. And what these exclude is, like, clean the house every day. And, you know, like, you have to still get stuff done during the summer. And that's really the struggle, right? Like, if you could just play all summer with your kids, be all right. But that's not the reality for us. I can't do that. I can't let my house go. Like, it drives me insane. So I, we have to have some order and yeah. some cleaning that happens around the summer. Our house is cool. always sort of... Crazy. In a state of chaos. So we're not talking about like immaculate. We're talking about like cleaning every other day and like sweeping and stuff once a week. Tops, you know? Yeah. Just making sure like the living room's cleaned up, that the kids' rooms are mostly cleaned. I don't know. I just can't stand the constant stuff everywhere. Can't just be a pigsty. The sticky floors. I only clean our kitchen once a week. We should probably clean it every single day. Or get a dog. Okay. Dogs are hard. But nobody can argue about the value of a dog when it comes to kitchen floors. That's true. Super amazing. Helpful. <laughs> All right. The second thing is the board jar. I like this one. So in the jar, if you haven't heard of this, in the jar you have like popsicle sticks. And on each popsicle stick there's an activity. So if anybody ever is caught saying, I'm bored, they have to pull a stick, whether they want to or not. And they have to do what's on the stick. Some of the sticks have fun activities, like ride bikes or whatever. But some of the sticks also have chores. So they risk having to do a chore if they say they're bored. So it does two things. One, it gets them to stop being bored because they have to go do something. And two, it gets them 
to stop saying they're bored because they know that they're going to lose some agency when they do that and they're, they're forced to do whatever's on the stick. There's also a board acronym. So B is for be creative, O, outside play, R, read a book, E, exercise 20 minutes, and D, done something helpful. And so if your kid says you're bored, you can just say, hey, have you done all of these things first? And then I would hope that that would get them out of being bored by the time they got through all of those things. Mm-hmm. So we haven't tried these yet, but I'm definitely going to try the board acronym and maybe the board jar too this summer because I think those are awesome. Yep. I could see our kids just saying, no. That is the problem. <laughs> the board jar. So you'd have to like, I don't, we'd have to attach that to something to give it some teeth because I think if we said, all right, that means you have to pull a stick and that says go clean your room. They'd be like, uh-uh. Yeah, I'm not doing that. And yeah, I totally can see our kids doing that. <laughs> So, TBD on that. If you got any tips. <laughs> TBD. To be determined. I know. <laughs> Usually don't say TBD. Oh, I always say that. Oh. <laughs> but I'm very hip. You're hip. People are trying to keep up. <laughs> um, number three is bucket lists for the summer. So, like, the 50 things to do this summer, or 100 things to do, or 159 things to do this summer. <laughs> uh, I'll let Alexa speak to this. But, like, this just seems... Like parenting suicide. That overwhelms me. When I see those lists of like a hundred things you can do this summer, I'm like, well, I don't want to look through that. And it just, it's time for that. I know. But um, if you make it, maybe if you have your kids help you pick like 10 things or something that you want to do that summer together, like getting the kids involved. Alan had a cousin who one summer they did like a different park every week, you know, and so they just explored all the parks that lived, that were by them. So I think you can make it more simple and not be not have it be so overwhelming yeah and i definitely get that the list could include very simple things right like yeah it usually does but go get snow cones or have a picnic in the backyard you know like they can be very very simple things but it's still a long list and i think if your kids aren't old enough to help with anything on the list then that's exhausting if your kids were a little older and they could be the ones that go do something or instigate some of these things it could be a fun list. It's kind of like your board jar, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. all right, go do something on the list. And they could they could do it, but. Yeah. So maybe in a few years we could try that. I don't think I'm ready for that right now. Yep. Um, something we did growing up is we were very active in our yard in terms of like cleaning. So we always had a chore to do every morning before we could do whatever we wanted. Um, and generally it was outside. So we had a big hill in the back that we had to weed every single day. It felt like all the time um, we would weed in the garden. I can't even remember all the stuff we had to do. We'd clean out the garage, whatever it is, there was always something. And it wasn't, it felt like it was hours and hours, but it was probably like a half an hour to a 60 minute task. And this was when we were, you know, eight to 12 or 14 years old. So we, we could do something like that. But I think just that idea of like starting your day with work um, was really good before you just laze around, you know, because we just wanted to watch stuff all day on TV. But this got us out of the house, got us working, which I think is really important to teach the value of work. So I like it. It was nice. Um, and then our fifth idea is um, do like a summer reading program if you have readers uh, at home. This, this is like our first year where we actually have a good, solid reader. Like Cammie's 
she could read books now, you know. And Chloe's just getting into sight read, so she's she's close behind. But um, a lot of library local libraries have summer reading programs to encourage kids to read books over the summer. So um, I'm definitely gonna check out our local library because I know they have something. Uh, I think they usually have like prizes and stuff involved to get kids reading in the summer. So I would definitely encourage that. Libraries are the best. I don't know how bookstores stay in business. Are you going get them for free? If I'm in the diaper business, if somebody was just giving out free diapers, we would be out of business really soon. It's amazing. <laughs> libraries just give out free books, and they incentivize reading books. It, I love them. Go libraries. So now we thought we would talk about what we're going to try this summer, and maybe we could do a follow-up episode at the end of the summer and see how mm-hmm. it went. So one of the first things that we're going to do is like what Alan did as a kid is incorporate some cleaning in the morning. And, um, I want to do like a big cleaning project each week because I didn't get a chance to do spring cleaning this year, um, because we had a baby. And so I thought, you know what, the kids can help me do some of this stuff. Like, you know, dusting the baseboards and we'll just do it one day or the girls under their bed is a disaster. So we need to clean out all of the stuff under their bed. So just stuff like that. We can do one a week and just, you know, do those chores that I can't get to myself um, on the weekly basis and have the kids help me do that. So we're going to work on that. Mm-hmm. Second one is in addition to the cleaning, they have to read and write for 20 minutes a day. And so Alexis talked about a little bit of this. We've got books that are reading level appropriate for each of the girls. And so they can read to each other and the like the girls reading to the boys and also write something. Our girls really love this, actually. And I love that they do this now. I don't remember doing this at all. But When you were a kid? Yeah. In I school? Did. Oh, where maybe you, not. Where you do these writing projects. Like, our girls can't spell to save their life. Our girls... Kami's getting better. Okay. She's getting better. But, like, they start them way before they're good at it. But I think that's cool. Yeah, they just have Because they don't practice. know. They don't know. And it doesn't matter that their spelling's not great. But they're still, like learning to think creatively and get words on paper. And so Cammie wrote a chapter book this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't have a publisher for her yet, but it was good. Um, <laughs> but I just think it's cool that they feel like they can write, you know? That, I think, gets kids excited about learning words and learning spelling because they actually get to use it, and it's not just isolated words. So they're doing that for 20 minutes every day. I saw on Pinterest, um, someone had an idea to do like a mom and me journal, which I really liked. And so I think you can write like a question or write the beginning of a story or something like that and then give it to your kid and have them respond. And then they can ask you questions back or whatever. It's just a good way to, I think, not only connect with your kid, but then also practice, have them practice writing and they can see your writing, you know, and and work on that through the summer. So I really like that idea. It's awesome. So I'm going to try that with Cammie. Chloe's not quite at that level yet but next year probably it's hard to start all this right as the day starts and all of our kids have little like cheapo kindle fire tablets and so what we're going to do is we are going to allow them to watch tv in the morning while alexis is getting up and running um but we're not going to allow their tablets which have like you can say when they can use them so they can't use them before a certain time so we're not going to let them use them in the morning. They can watch TV. Then the TV turns off. We do all these things, and then their tablets become available. Mm-hmm. It's because we really don't want them to just use their tablets all day, every day, all summer. 
So we're really going to try and crack down on the total amount of time they're on the tablets and how soon in the day they're on their tablets. Mm -hmm. Which sounds kind of terrifying to me, but at the same time, our kids love playing outside. And so I think we'll have a lot of outdoor time this summer, so I think that'll help with the boredness. And then they go to their iPad, or not iPads, their tablets. Yeah. So... Um, I also saw on Pinterest, there's a blog called 30 Handmade Days, and she has a summer binder, which I really like. I think I'm going to print that out and use this. So she has um, writing worksheets that you can use, also random acts of kindness, uh, like a jar, and you can do random – I think she has some ideas, too, of things you could do, and then when you do them, you put them in your jar. Um, and like a memories jar, summer memories jar, so you can have your kids write down things that you've been doing throughout the summer and put them in the jar, and then it's kind of fun to read them at the end of the summer so you can see all the things that you've done. It always surprises me how much you get done during the summer. Like when I look back at pictures and stuff, I'm like, wow, we did a lot, you know? Like we did some cool stuff, and I think sometimes you forget that. So um, she had some lots of really good ideas, so I would inc- I put the link to her blog post in our show notes, so if you're interested in that, you can click on it. I also want to let our kids pick like an activity every week. Um, so this is kind of like my version of the bucket list is that's not too overwhelming, but just let them pick something fun that they want to do that week. Um, whether that's go get snow cones or go to a certain park or whatever, or go to the pool. We have to plan that out and make sure Alan can come because there's no way I'm taking all of our kids to the pool by myself. Um, so I want to do, do that and then... Uh, we also have our kids signed up for a lot of city classes. Uh, our Parks and Rec program is really great, and they provide a lot of summer activities um, for the kids to do. So we have them signed up for a kids camp, which is twice a week for a couple hours all summer long. Um, each of the kids has another activity to do, and that's art or soccer or a baking class, and then we're also doing swim lessons. So and now that I'm thinking about it, this seems like kind of a lot, so we'll hopefully it works out <laughs> okay. It might have been too much. But we'll we'll see how it goes. But then definitely some classes to keep them entertained this summer. Yep. Things to do. It's structured time. Yeah. Our kids do a lot better with structure than just go have fun. Yeah. They don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and lots of outdoor time. Our kids love riding their bikes. And we sort of have grass now. It's We're hoping that in two <laughs> or so weeks when school's out, like we'll have... Enough that they can go outside and not get muddy. Um, so, tons of outdoor time. To me, that's what childhood and summer are all about. Mm-hmm. So, I really want to encourage that. We're going to get a fence so we can just send them outside and say, go, go be play. kids. <laughs> now, I also want to, we're going to start our garden in, in a few weeks. I think I've been told that you shouldn't plant before Memorial Day here in Wisconsin because of the chance of frost. So, Beginning of June, or end of May, beginning of June, we're going to put a garden together, and um, I'm excited to... The kids are really excited to do the garden, too. Um, my parents have a garden, my Alan's parents have a garden, so they have some experience with that, and they love it. So it's a good way to get them to work a little bit, too, so they can help weed and also take care of the vegetables, and then we can use those in our cooking and stuff. So mm-hmm. it'll be great. To wrap up, let us know what you're doing this summer. We are uh, optimistic, <laughs> but it, we know it's going to be a long summer, so we're trying to plan ahead. If you have any ideas or things that have worked in the past or things you're trying this summer, let us know on social media or you can email us. We are at parentinginreallifepodcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet at us. I'm at Alan T. Tanner. 
and I'm at AlexisSanner1. Um, our Instagram, you can find us at P-I-R-L Podcast or AlexisSanderLane. Or you can find us on Patreon if you'd like to support us, if you'd like to donate a little bit. We encourage a dollar per episode or per month. Per month. Anybody has a dollar per month. And that really makes a big difference. Go to www.patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash P-I-R-L. And uh, the link is also on our Instagram profile. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And give us a rating. I haven't checked for too long. I know. I was just thinking that. I'm like, oh, I haven't checked to see if we have any new ratings. Hope we're up to 78. Let's <laughs> hope that was the number. That's the number. We got 26 last night. So it should be 78. And a special thanks to our five kids for being kids. Um, and then you can always email us at Parenting in Real Life Podcast. Oh, oops. <laughs> Scratch that. I've already said that. Just like I said. <laughs>